episode of shitty christians i'm your host zachary allard and i'm michael Tabor. michael we're doing something a little bit different this week we are feeling bad about ourselves <laughs> how is that different from every week what are you talking no <laughs> we are gonna try something a little bit more free-flowing because truth is we're tired well, we're tired. We've done we've done a couple uh, really great episodes with some really cool guests who were really smart, and yeah, that's got us feeling down about the fact that we have nothing to offer. So, depending on how you interpret this, I think there are two ways to to sort of really define this here podcast. We could call this the Vibes Cast, where we're just vibing out, or we could call it the Hot Takes Cast. Ooh, I think I think both are valid options here. Uh, I just want to be clear: I've never had a hot take. I've only had takes that are empirically correct in a measurable sense. Uh, no, you've only had takes that Jesus spits from his mouth, like the lukewarm. <laughs> uh, you know the thing. You know where I want to start this week. It's the holidays. I don't know if you know this. You're probably not aware, Michael. You don't encounter any. No, the holidays no, don't change your life me at all. Working in my retail job have have never in <laughs> any way encountered any of the realities of the holidays this season. Ho, 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 I say. <laughs> Michael is full of good cheer. <laughs> yes, constantly. Cheer is the term that I use for yelling at people to put on their goddamn fucking mask. <laughs> uh, you know who else knows it's the holidays, Michael? Kirk Cameron. Oh, shit. Okay, all right. Okay. You got me here. Because Kirk Cameron already already is a part of the Shitty Christians holiday tradition. Oh yeah. I mean, I think one of our one of our very early episodes in the holidays last season was engaging with Kirk Cameron saving Christmas. Yeah, in many ways, the where this all began is in the recesses of Kirk Cameron's mind. Wait, 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 wait. Is this entire podcast still in Kirk Cameron's mind, Dallas style? Oh shit. <laughs> oh shit yeah no i i'm pretty sure that we are just kirk cameron's antifa nightmare oh fuck that explains everything we are who he's <laughs> yeah we are who he's talking to to his uh jewish brother-in-law who apparently also goes to church mm-hmm mm-hmm no like fuck are we- I, I don't want to give ourselves too much credit but we are everything kirk cameron fears that's actually okay that is actually true <laughs> yeah i know we I know. also don't Wait, live that no, far that's from... not true we're not minorities <laughs> okay so we're not right. everything kirk cameron right. we're fears, nine out of ten but we're close we're nine out of ten we also don't live that far from kirk cameron because kirk cameron turns out christmas isn't done needing saving michael and he in Southern California. Wait, wait, wait! That can't possibly rewrite. The title of the film was Kirk Cameron's Saving Christmas. Michael, he saved it. Michael, aren't you familiar with sequels? Dang, that's crazy. Uh, it's <laughs> it's really insane that Emperor Palpatine resuscitated himself in Episode Nine to kill Christmas all over again. <laughs> uh, the, Sorry, the, spoilers. No, spoilers for Christmas. The, Sorry. The, so what what was our boy Kirk up to this week? Actually, Zach, <laughs> I need you to tell me. What has Kirk Cameron been up to? So here's the thing. Just as like a bit of context, there's a pandemic going on. What the fuck? (laughs) I actually... Why is this the first I'm hearing about this? Oh my God, I'm Googling this right now. This seems bad. There are zero beds available in ICUs in Southern California, our home. Why did no one let me know? Better not get fucking COVID, bitch. (laughs) That's actually what Garcetti tweeted today. That was, you know, we in LA get periodic just texts being like, ah, stay at home, the police are rioting, or whatever. Uh, the, that was yep. the te- text today was Garcetti being like, best not get COVID, motherfucker. <laughs> the vaccine is not coming that quickly. Y'all need to fucking stop. <laughs> and so in the midst of this pandemic, Here's the problem. We're not all meeting together, Michael. Churches, many of them aren't meeting in real life. They're not singing carols. There is a dearth of Christmas spirit. 
So Kirk Cameron is yeah, worried. I mean, it, you know, if, if you think about it, when you're saving Christmas, you're saving baby Jesus. That's right. Um, and baby Jesus yeah, saves Herod's us. Yeah, Herod's men were coming for him, man. <laughs> you know what's so amazing about that story? All those babies still got killed. So maybe Kirk Cameron is <laughs> is actually you know, the you spirit know, of Christmas. You know what's amazing about that story? Uh, Herod's chief soldier, Nancy Pelosi. What? I know. I know. This is the story they don't want to tell you. She's old enough. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Just so unnecessary. Okay, so how did Kirk Cameron go about saving so Christmas? This is uh, courtesy of the AV Club. Kirk Cameron marshaled his troops for one... Pour one out for the AV Club. A thing every... that died long before COVID ever happened. But... Oh, man. Every day. But <clears throat> Kirk Cameron marshaled his troops for one final valiant stand in the parking lot of a mall in Thousand Oaks, California. <laughs> <laughs> on December seventh and December thirteenth, this was the this was their three hundred. This was the, this was their pass. This was them stopping the spark, or uh, this was this was them being the Spartans stopping the the war elephants. I I just want to be clear. This this may be a little inside baseball for our non SoCal listeners, but Thousand Oaks is the Kirk Cameron of the LA area. It it oh that is one hundred percent true. It's just of course in the valley this shit's happening. Anyway. Continuing, Cameron assembled hundreds of like-minded carolers at the Oaks Mall to belt out their favorite seasonal tunes and beat back the COVID-19 menace with the power of their unmasked voices. Quote, have you ever sung Christmas carols? This is Kirk Cameron speaking, I should actually say. Have you ever (laughs) sung Christmas carols by candlelight? No. At a time when your state governor has prohibited you from doing that in America? (laughs) My my dick has never been harder. He continues. Well, this is something that is truly happening. You can't make this up. It is such an uplifting, inspirational, encouraging time. We want you to join us. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's probably hold up. Go, go ahead, and then I will close this. No, up. I don't. I don't have anything okay. smart to say. It's probably worth mentioning. It's AB seven ABC seven news notes. That the day of Kirk Cameron's second joy over fear viral swap meet, Ventura County, where where this has occurred, reported an additional 2,600 cases of COVID, making a 10% increase from the day before. Oh, fucking cool. Very cool, guys. Well done. Uh, joy over fear is one of the most insane, uh, like, like hashtags, uh, you know, slogans I have ever heard. Like, how is it that defund the police is getting shit on by every fucking mainstream lib for being, oh, this isn't this isn't practical, but motherfuckers are out here slinging <laughs> joy over fear Michael. in the midst of a global pandemic, and that's fine. Michael, governors are saying that, like, we can't be together. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, you know, we've talked about this before. All of these motherfuckers just want to live in the Patriot. Oh, like yeah. every single so one of these assholes just believes they are Mel Gibson, only a little more anti-Semitic. Um, so, of course, of course, this this is uh, this is this this is Kirk Cameron's Selma. Like this is Kirk Cameron's like oh, no. sitting at the counter. No. This is Kirk Cameron being like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give a couple hundred people COVID to uh, to really fight for the rights that I believe in. I I'm so happy that we ended last year with Kirk Cameron saving Christmas, and we get the mm-hmm, sequel this mm-hmm. year. I'm excited. Kirk Cameron done saved it. <laughs> The sequel, well done, Kirk Cameron. You did it. You did it, fam. Oh, here's, here, I'm going to say two things. One, uh, obviously, <laughs> conservative evangelical culture is a death cult. Right. This is clear. This is clear. They're, they're literally singing their way to the grave. Uh, there is there is nanometers of difference between this and Heaven's Gate at this point. Like The, the only thing, as we covered last week, the only thing separating... Like, Kirk Cameron and Heaven's Gate is the coolness of the footwear involved. Yeah, that's true. Kirk Cameron would, wouldn't have uh, those sneakers. He, he would not have those kicks. Uh, but the second thing that I'm going to say, the second thing I'm going to say, <laughs> whatever else is going on, Kirk Cameron still keeping it tight. Dude, he looks good. <laughs> like... I'm telling you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're, you uh, know what? I, no, you're not sorry. He looks good. <laughs> problematic fave. Well, yeah. I mean, he's great. I, I mean, he's got that SoCal living, man. The thing, people, people, the sun just uh, cures you out here like a fine jerky. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Like a biltong. <laughs> All that moisture ages you. So there's been some talk of, uh, there's been some good news. It has been a year filled with bad news. Mm. And there, to just today, they approved this, the Moderna vaccine. And so now there are two vaccines that have been approved by the FDA, for whatever credence That's you right. want to give to that. But it appears there are two good vaccines on the way eventually and don't worry the federal government will cock up every single moment between now and then but they're also going to tell you this was an act of heroism we'll dive into the complexity of this but as pro vaccine people uh this came in uh ahead of schedule yes not according to donald trump but according to like (laughs) most actual scientists and and it at least seems to be like fairly effective and like people should get vaccinated fucking duh no like you know i can't fucking wait we're gonna (laughs) We're going to, oh my God, oh Please, my God. Please, in my face. Please. On the front lines of this, yep. I don't even want you to inject it in me. I want to bathe in it. <laughs> like, I, I just, I just, I just want to wallow around. I want to, I want to like problematic college girl mud wrestle yes. in a vaccine. Yes. I'm excited for that for you. You hand me a white t-shirt. Uh, it's going to get weird. Uh <laughs> No, I, I just, I just, I want it. Just you can inject my eyes with it. I really don't care at this point. Just please. Oh yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> clockwork orange me on this shit, please. <laughs> so, so okay. There's a couple things to say. One, vaccines are good. Yes. Hooray. Um, we talk. We we have radically shat on anti-vaxxers <laughs> oh, yeah. before, particularly coming from our religious movement and this sort of like homeschool anti-vax yeah. like polio club. Uh, bullshit yeah. that we've or, or Marin before. County crunchy types, just like no, 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 fuck off, <laughs> fuck off for sure. Um, but I, I think the thing that like made me want to talk about this, mm-hmm. the thing that the thing that like elicited my hot take, as it were, uh, was that I was talking to like uh, a coworker of mine who is a lib um and mm. you know he's the kind of guy that like thought bernie was pretty cool but was very happy to vote for biden in the end sure and we we're chatting he's like hey you're gonna get the vaccine which is already you know where that <laughs> question's going a little bit <laughs> no it's a little bit it's, it's a little bit like asking are you gonna eat that you know it's like i i know you want to i know you want to pick food <laughs> yeah. off my plate all right yeah no but he, but it's actually the opposite of that because he was not trying to take my vaccine <laughs> Uh, but he asked, and was like, yeah, fuck yeah, of course, man, injected into my eyeballs, like we said. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I don't know, it just feels a little too soon. Mm, um, yeah. He's like, I'm just, I'm just not sure. And, uh, and you know, that would, I, I will say, as somebody that's lived on the front lines of this crisis, not compared certainly to, like, healthcare workers or uh, communities of color that have clearly dealt with this at a much higher level, but as an essential worker yeah. who has dealt with a lot of fucking assholes – uh, over the past uh, nine months, like, yeah, the, I had some feelings about that initial reaction. And as I was unpacking that, I had to sort of remember that, like, there are multiple frames that we have to encounter something like this with. And that uh, not neither of those frames or not those frames I'm going to discuss fully encompass the issue. Uh, and, and so even though they exist somewhat in contradiction to each other, they, I don't think they are actually in conflict. There are two things that need to be true. And we've already discussed one, which is like, get the fucking vaccine. Assholes. Assholes. <laughs> just fucking do it. Why the fuck are you yelling about this? And I still feel very strongly about that towards yep. 90% of the people that I see complaining about this, which are fully just, you know, uh, conservative-brained Republican types that have, you know, fostered their hatred of, of quote-unquote science. Um through you know a lifetime of teaching about like how evolution is wrong long before we ever got to the point of talking about something like this leaving that aside for a moment i think the thing that's important for this conversation is that the person i was talking to is two things he's a lib but he's also a person of color right and as i was sort of unpacking my emotional reaction to somebody (laughs) that i work with telling me they're not going to get a fucking vaccine uh, i also had to remember uh that like what medicine has meant for me and and more generally for white people is is radically different from what it has meant for people of color mm-hmm. and like if we if we want to encourage people to get this vaccine as we should then i think we also need to acknowledge the ways in which uh both in heavy quotation marks science and our medical system has have actively worked to harm 
uh, populations of color. I mean, oh my not god, not that long ago. The Tuskegee experiments, the, the exactly. one everyone like, points like, to, exists, but there's I mean, a there hundred are, there are... examples from the twentieth century. Of yeah, of oh oh oh, um, we're just going to treat human beings like medical playthings in experiments, or like yeah, I mean, oh, you know, even to this day, black people and black women in particular receive worse care in hospital scenarios because they are by and large less trusted by medical professionals, and their pain is less valid. Yeah, and I'm ripping, you know, I'm stepping on Truanon's corner here a little bit, but like the Nazis pointed to American eugenicists. For fuck's sake, like this is this is in the water, guys. This has never gone away. Uh, it's always existed. And and so like I want to say two things. Mm-hmm. I want you know, get the vaccine, but also like let's acknowledge that uh, communities of color have very good reason to not fucking trust government institutions telling them to get a fucking vaccine. Ample fucking reason, to be honest. Anytime the government tells them to do anything. And and it's yeah, and so like it it. I'm not trying to both sides this issue. No. One side is clearly right. But I am trying to say to every fucking, like, uh, you know, live with a sign in their wall that says, I believe in science, Black Lives Matter. <laughs> right. Like, you are not acknowledging the complexity of those two statements next to each other. And I'm like, sorry, like, it, this ripples out even bigger than this. Yeah. Because, like, I believe in science. Oh, but, whoops, uh, fracking's still cool. Even though fracking often poises poor communities and communities of color infrequently. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. This idea that, like, I believe in science as if science is something to be fetishized and upheld without any complexity, when mm. in fact, how we do science and what we fund to, you know, research in science and academia is incredibly informed by neoliberal policies and politics. Like, again, we are not trying to deny that this thing is good. 300,000 people no. are dead. This is not the time to, like, right. quibble about things. Um, but. I think it is a time to acknowledge that, like, if we want people to get on board, we actually have to admit our past sins mm-hmm. and yeah. own that and not try to do what I've seen a lot, which is, like, just the liberal, like, shaming around the idea that you would have any issue with this. Well, all libs can do. Uh, all li- and this is, like, this is this is warmed over point from a ton of other leftists, but, like, all libs can do is shame, right? Like, it's it's always a moral question. Yeah, it's, it's the only tool. Right. It's like, well, you're a bad person if you don't do this. It's like, well, okay, cool. You're saying all these people are bad. What do you think they're going to do when you ask them to support you? Like, or, or your candidates? Like, yeah. And, and, like, to a certain extent, like, this gets complicated because I think the, the arguments that we're making are specifically around uh, dispossessed communities that have experienced this harm. And it's very easy for that to turn into back into the liberal argument of, mm. like, we really need to reach out to the conservatives, guys. Like, right. we just we just need to understand middle America. I mean, it's really, like, about unity. And like, well, libs, no, lib, f- libs will show a hundred times more empathy for some sort of Republican ghoul who supported the Iraq war than they will any black person who questions any Democrat. This is something I, I am hearing from like activist mm. uh, voices just being like, hey, like, guys, like, this is a fucking thing. And like, it doesn't mean that we're wrong, that like people should get vaccinated. And like, this is actually a like shockingly quick potential out to this whole terrible fucking mess that we unforced errored ourselves away in, that our institutions pushed us off the cliff yeah, of. Yeah, for sure. And like, uh, but like, you know, um, we're talking about like Pfizer. Let's dig into like their history oh with God. medicine. Or, you know, let's just talk about Big Pharma in general and look at something like the Purdue family and the, mm. the pandemic that they fucking started of addiction Yep. across countless communities um from from appalachia to like uh the south and people of color like no like these people are not your friends and it's not wrong for people to acknowledge like uh no this was the motherfucker that was like filling more oxycontin scripts in my like town than there were people yep 100 percent. the medical establishment in this country is poisonous it only bows to money and does not ever bow to science if you fucking think otherwise you have more money than sense it's about acknowledging the harm done yeah and i think that's like you know i i think the discourse that i'm seeing right now especially from mainstream sources is just like why don't these people understand the importance Mm. of a vaccine amidst all of this harm and it's true we are living in the midst of immense 
harm. People are dying left and right. I mean, in California alone the other day, we had people dying every four minutes from this fucking thing. Like, you're right. It's a crisis. Um, but the problem was you didn't do the work before. You didn't get to the point where you could where you could be honest about this harm before because you weren't interested in that. And you're still not. Yeah, um, I, I mean, it's just yet another facet of a complete and utter failure by our institutions on every single level. Yeah, you want to know how to get people to like trust uh, medical and scientific professionals? Make medicine and science actually work for them. Yeah. Uh, make make Medicare for all happen. Like like do things that that make people materially understand that these things are trying to help because right now they are understanding the material conditions that a hospital visit can bankrupt them yep. that uh science has been used to create immense harm against their communities uh that these things still bow to the will of politics and capitalism and power um 100 and, and they can't something i wanted i want to do an episode on this so i will only briefly touch on it but just science is always constructed like some things are yes. sort of facts blah 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 but like actually there is no way to interpret any of these things or deal with it in any material way without ideology there is you and to just pretend we pretend like science is ideologically neutral but that it actually couldn't it libs love doing that but it actually couldn't be further yes. from the truth particularly the way it is lived in and i want to we're going to bring on one of our best no, recurring no, libs guests. treat science like conservatives treat scripture Boom. like well like there's no interpretation that goes into <laughs> it and that's just you can't fucking exist that way <laughs> that's a great that's actually a fucking incredible analog and, and we'll we'll bring on we'll bring kelsey back on to talk more about it because she's literally an expert in this field but it is just like something that drives me insane hey, listen we are an anti-expert <laughs> podcast uh so i i don't know what you're talking about but you know i'm not the only one with a political hot take coming in <laughs> as i am as an anti-vaxxer uh you know currently having polio uh you know my homeschool group uh, you know, we all just like we all get polio and then lay hands on each other and pray it away. Like that's that's how my fam do. Uh, but Zach, you also had some political thoughts this week. This year, and I, I personally feel really done with politics. Like really, just sort mm. of like, I mean, it's a combination of everything. You know, it's not just Bernie. It's just like the it is not that Trump was a worse president than George W. Bush. He certainly was not. But like, it is just this kind of like rapid undoing of everything at once yeah the failure the failures of electoralism have never been more right. like present yeah and just the, the the whole system and and so i just i kind of feel incredibly checked out like i, I sort of feel like i don't want to spend any time in 2021 giving the time of day to these fucking people like i are i boy he's not even in the white house and i regret my vote for joe biden like that's amazing yeah, I, I also regretted regret that you voted for joe biden you fucking idiot <laughs> look i'm a californian it didn't matter uh which i guess makes it worse but i just <laughs> I, I don't know i'm just so i'm so tired you feel differently yeah and i mean like everything that we knew was going to happen has already begun to happen of right? course like Joe Biden has done nothing since becoming officially the president-elect except appoint Obama-era Wall Street ghouls and warmongers and fucking scream at black activists. And, like, this has been covered a lot of places, so we're not going to, like, delve into it too much now. But, oh, my God. <laughs> if you support the Iraq War, fast track. Gets you right in there. Secretary of fucking state, baby. Did you maybe consider one time considering medicare for all put you in a fucking gulag man <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean oh god it's just i think the activist one really got me mm. um and it, it, again i, I mm. there are other better voices you can listen to that really dive into this and and we just uh we're trying to vibe yeah we're, we're trying we're to vibing. give ourselves some time to vibe but the pedanticness of his words uh, when he tells a community of people that exist, let's let's be honest, on a scale from like establishment Democrat, like liberal obfuscation of the real needs of black people mm -hmm. um, to actual like activists. But when he's yelling at them, yep. being like, hey, 
I'm the guy that said the word Charlottesville. No one else fucking said the word Charlottesville. I invented that word. <laughs> uh, I also invented Mustang and Proud Boys. None of these things ever existed until I fucking talked about them. Uh, two people that are giving him like the most gentle establishment nudge. Like like the people that were talking were literally just like, hey man, like, you know, we want to be able to go back to our communities and say like, hey, look at the things that you were doing that that are a make good, that make right. that help people connect with the fact that like you're not just the thing that you exactly are. You were not just an establishment center right fucking gould. Like give us fucking something to go back to our people to. And it pissed him off off and I, yeah. I encourage everyone to go listen to that leaked audio of biden talking mm -hmm. uh because he is just so fucking upset like he clearly walked in expecting a ring like like he walked in expecting an mvp trophy yeah. and he Sports. didn't get it and it is wild to hear him just like go off on people i think he says no one else has done as much as i have done and he's saying that to a group of black activists. And he's saying that about the idea of racial justice. And that is fucking wild. Hey, hey, look, listen. It's true. No one else has worked with segregationists as much as he has. <laughs> I'm not going to argue Nobody with that. Nobody else has reached as far across the aisle as Joseph Biden. No one else, um, no one else as the opposition party helps the party in power murder a million people in the Middle East. Look, he's yeah, done yeah, a yeah. lot of things, Michael. Nobody else as fully understood that the resistance existed only to build bridges with segregationists. Incredible. Um, so you feel differently, though. I kind of want to, I, I want to go further into my explanations from that. Okay. But okay, you okay. feel differently. Where are you at? So my reaction to, uh, the death of Bernie, RIP to a real one. It's a shame that we had to bury him during COVID. Um, <laughs> so unfair as he I continues. He's to fighting fight for, for us right now in Congress today. Uh, but anyways, um, <laughs> now that Bernie's dead and and electoral politics are dead, like this is an open question for me. And and you know, in many ways, this uh, mirrors the question that I had in 2016 as a like sort of fading lib mm -hmm. to 2020 yeah. as a like still somewhat baby left us you know I, sure. i've done some reading like we 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 do this podcast like we care about these things but like i won't pretend that like i have all the answers for this so in 2016 it was like well now we have fucking trump uh i don't know where my team is i don't like hillary clinton was clearly right. no kind of fucking answer i knew that before <laughs> um so like where do we go from here and the answer was like hey there's like socialism it exists and now we're at the like period of like kind of this post bernie era of like hey like we actually had a really good candidate that connected with a lot of people and whose ideas were really popular and he like ultimately ate shit uh whether that was you know we can we can discuss all of the reasons that happened a lot of them are fairly nefarious but at the end of the day we did not have the power to enact our agenda at an electoral level yes um you know there's a lot of shit that goes into that I think a lot, you know, if we just if we just want to talk about like popular conceptions, we're actually a lot closer than we w might think. But like, we could not bend, you know, to you to use a problematic term yeah. uh, that has gotten lots of other podcasts in trouble. We could not make establishment Democrats bend the knee. Totally. Um, they they were willing to play ball better than we could ever, and 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 so we fucking we fucking got owned. It happened. We lost. This is what losing looks like. We've talked about this before. Uh, so, Zach, I am very sympathetic to the, like, black slash grill pill aesthetic of just, like, um, you know, what if I ate copious amounts of red meat, gave myself diabetes at a fairly young age, and checked out of this whole situation pretty quickly? Because I think in some ways that is actually a more honest understanding of, like, how fucked we are. Yeah. Um, but if we're going to accept the idea that, like, our, our calling both politically and spiritually is to give a shit mm -hmm. um is to not to not accept the fact that like we're just gonna die in the dirt um then i have been trying trying desperately and trying genuinely to be like okay like what is the next step and mm -hmm. I, yeah i i am not the person that has all the answers there are smarter people than me there's smarter podcasts than this like there are people that like there are better podcasts than this. In, there are better podcasts question. on your phone than this there are better people that you know yeah, than yeah, us yeah. <laughs> 
uh, you know, there's there's all the important leftist podcasts: Pod Save America, uh, the Slate Political Gabfest, you know, uh, the, uh, NPR. Like, you know, these things that have really been invested in these issues for a long time. So savage. Um, <laughs> uh, but more seriously, the space that I am beginning to land at is that, like, okay. The answer has never been electoralism. Electoralism doesn't stop mattering. I get a little annoyed sometimes at like leftists that just believe that like voting can never matter because the truth is voting can matter a lot, particularly at smaller levels at our current era, and that the math on all these things will shift by necessity. Um, whether it will shift in our favor is an open question, but it's going to shift. Uh, like what what is is not what will be. Um, so there's two things. One, uh, fairly standard leftist advice: care for your people. We've said this before. You were in a community. Uh, our entire capitalist system does a lot of work to try to separate you from your community. One of the things that we do like about church when it's functioning properly, which it almost never is, but still can, <laughs> is to create community in an increasingly atomized world uh, where, where capitalism wants to sell you every social interaction. Uh, church can, in, in its best case, be an antidote to that. Um, but it's certainly not the only one. And so things like mutual aid, uh, things like just talking to your neighbors and trying to care for them radically, like things like checking in on the people around you, like these are all actually genuinely powerful revolutionary acts. And I know how that can seem a little bit like positive thinking um, to think that like, hey, give a shit is going to solve this problem. No, it's not. The answer is actually the acclamation of power but giving a shit i think is really important to like holding on to enough hope to do the work of achieving power because the truth is that like achieving power is a much longer and more complicated process like collecting power for a leftist movement is charitably a decades-long project um and so in order to have the energy to do that i think there are there is an incredible amount of importance and like hey, we care for us. Like, we give a shit about us. We care for our community. And whether that's donating what little money you have, God knows most of us don't have very much of it, or whether that's like doing the work of going around and like reaching out to your community, I think those things are actually immensely powerful. And somewhat connected to that is like local electoral politics still matter. I mean, Nithya Raman, uh, we didn't get the chance to vote for her. She's not in our district, but still a like, legitimately impressive um leftist voice who is now oh, I love on her. the city council yeah she's 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 phenomenal um which is fucking incredible and she defeated like a fairly establishment dude that was aping a lot of that the was aesthetics endorsed by hillary kiss of death that, kiss yeah, of well death. no i mean yes yeah like totally oh man leftists also, need to pay her to show up and endorse people they're running against we need to like yeah, we yeah. need to bring hillary we really back. need a hillary clinton cameo uh, <laughs> where we can just get her to say nice things about people we hate god help us yeah, I, i'm, I'm genuinely honestly... surprised she didn't endorse trump in 2020 because it's the only re explanation <laughs> it would have been a death knell right <laughs> QAnon's heads would have fucking exploded if hillary clinton was like my close personal friend the um, man who's trump, whose trump. wedding i went to the man who's yeah. Epstein the only man the only man who has done more to cover up uh rapes than I have Donald the, Trump. the man who's Epstein I we shared <laughs> yeah Epstein brought us together in honor of Epstein may we come together as a nation <laughs> and, and behind her okay. the specter of Ghislaine rises that was a good bit that was a good vibe that was a good vibe our vibes cast is a little angry yeah. but uh we're gonna go with it that's okay um it's all good. And then I guess the second thing that I would say is just thinking about like, okay, like let's be a little more honest about the situation. <laughs> a lot that's of where Zach's about actually... to come in. No, go on. Go on. <laughs> exactly. Like, no, 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 no. We have to acknowledge the L, right? Like we have to acknowledge that we are in a space that is pretty far from where we need to be on basically everything. And Zach, I'm sure you will have more to say about that, Mr. Grill Pill. But we're, we're in a moment of a uh, health and economic crisis. Yeah. We're in a moment where um, the needs of the poor, of, uh, you know, of all of us, everyone, everyone that actually fucking matters, everyone that isn't a fucking landlord or billionaire, like, like all of those needs are so front and center. But I think there is a really powerful chance not to change for this election cycle, but to like, 
stake the claim that like, hey, listen, guys, like they're trying to fucking kill you. And they're doing mm-hmm. it. They're doing it to the tune of 300000 so fucking far. And they want to hand you $600 and tell you to fuck off for another 100000 or two. Like, yeah. this is the kind of shit that can genuinely change math and change hearts. And I will say, I am actually dispirited on this front by the ways in which ideology, ideology is so powerfully able to counteract reality. I am continually shocked. It's wild. At, at how flippant and disregardant, or disregardant, uh, <laughs> at how, how fucking putrid the response of the American people is to this pandemic. And I say that as somebody that, like, I, I've said this before, 99% of my rage is reserved for the political institutions that have left us to fucking die in the situation. But 1% of my rage burns pretty fucking hot for how much people just don't fucking care. And it's hard. Yeah. It's a hard situation. Libs are not always good at recognizing how fucking hard this year has been. Um, But still, in that, we have to acknowledge that, like, it fucking sucks. 80 million people, 70 million people, according to polls, whatever, believe that Donald Trump won the election and just had it stolen from him. Many, many people are going to, like, fight against a vaccination, some of which, as we've already discussed, for reasons that are good, but a lot of which for reasons that are not. Mm -hmm. And, like, I still think we're in a moment that can change the math for how people understand our world because it's never been more naked. But... I say that acknowledging that we're in that world and a lot of people still want to play the culture war. So uh, what do I think we need to do? Mutual aid, uh, personal care, uh, caring for the world around you, and then also personally building a workers movement. And I, I, you know, I think that religion has an important part to play in that because religion has a lot of uh, systems built up, of systems of community that often mm-hmm. fall by the wayside in general society. And I, I think that's a really powerful thing. And, and we have a really unique calling to give a shit about these things. Um, uh, no, I was listening to the Magnificast today mm-hmm. and they had Richard Gilman uh, Apolsky who just wrote uh, uh, Joy in Communism. And one of the things he talked about as a non-religious person is that he wants more people to have a religious imagination. And what that means for him is that the ability to envision what is not, what mm, could be mm-hmm. that like, if you are only engaging with things as they are, then like you just, you have to be black pilled, right? Like right. everything is fucking 100%. bad. And so his encouragement was like, listen, I am not a religious person. This is not my belief system. And we can engage with the complexities of that another time. But like, I want people to believe in a better world. And uh, the last thing I'll say that have been said better by other people, so I'll, I'll let other people say it, is like workers' movements. And I am talking about an intersectional workers' movement that acknowledges the complexities of like race and sexuality because I've seen workers' movements and unions that are not good at that and they end up in pretty shitty places, but like mm-hmm. an actual workers' movement that acknowledges that like we really are all in this together and that's not class reductionist, but it is class intersectionalist. It is saying that like, in acknowledgement of all these different um, complexities, we are all still united in the fact that we are getting fucked hard. And uh, I think that has the potential to be very powerful, but how do we build that and how do we unite a fractured left that is much more content to scream about Jimmy Dore and fucking AOC on Twitter <laughs> than actually build a united movement against power structures that want to murder us uh, is a whole other question. And Zach, I'll let you handle that one. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll make this slightly, I'll frame this as slightly more personal, since what I'm going to say is going to be a little darker. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm sort of looking at the, the, the wreckage of 2020, and I've been kind of struggling, you know, moment to moment. I don't really talk about myself a lot on this podcast. I'm pretty happy, pretty easygoing. I, even in 2020, it's like, well, you know, you get by. But, man, the end of 2020 has been grinding me down. I think you're right, right? Like, is is the truth of it? And I, but I, I do think, I think we have to take care of other people. I think we have to start unions. I think we have to try to capture what we can and build mm-hmm. community, regardless of whether it's religious or not. I, I think that is dearly lacking, and, and I think, in many ways, that is the only answer because 
I think I've sort of come, and I'm going to be very careful here because of, uh, I don't want to be accused of insurrection oh, here. God. I honestly think the only answer is the sort of the overthrow of the United States government in an abstract. <laughs> Zach, Zach is going full guillotine gif on this. Way. His Twitter is about to be banned. I'm kind of not kidding though, but like, no, but here's, here's the thing. No, no. You look at, you look at what Joe Biden is going to do, which is going to be a fairly, probably moderately far to the right of what Barack Obama did, a uh, version of the Obama years. And mm-hmm. the complete... Dis- I mean, he's hiring all the same people, so how could it not be? Right, yeah, but he's at the head. So, like, they... It, 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 and he is to the right of... He was always to the right of Barack. That's why he picked him. He was... Barack was the first black president. He had to have a conservative yeah, white yeah, guy Joe Biden was the establishment candidate that said, hey, I'm not going to let this crazy liberal get out of hand when in fact obama is like nah dog you don't understand and and for me personally i i just don't see elections mattering at all like i just i look at i look at on a federal level i'm so happy nithya is in my city council and that stuff does matter and she will make material benefits she will fight for at least she will fight for material benefits for people in my city and that genuinely like makes me tear up a little bit in happiness but on a federal level, I think there's no happiness. You have two parties. They decide who runs. They decide what the agenda is. They picked Kamala because she has no one that like they mm-hmm. threw it behind Biden and then only talked about Trump. No, my my brief interjection here as somebody that works amidst the public um, is that I have seen infinitely more Biden than Kamala uh, paraphernalia, shirts, hats, bumper stickers uh-huh. post election than before. That's so weird. Isn't that's that interesting? The fucking Isn't strangest that a... detail. It's and it's like significant. Like if if I was putting a like totally you know arbitrary number on it, I would say two to three times more of this shit showing up after the fact. I um, think I that, like, also agree. I've seen more presence of that afterwards. I think I agree from my own. And I, I don't want to draw too much from that conclusion because it's very personal. It's very anecdotal. But like. There is, you know, when we talk when we talk about somebody like Kamala Harris, who's for for the most part made her way by causing harm to her community, uh, mm. then like we have to talk a little bit about manufactured consent, and okay. we have to talk a little bit about like identity politics as a way of covering up material concerns. Yeah. Uh, how many times have you heard in the past two weeks Biden is going to have the most diverse cabinet of all time? <laughs> I know. Delaney being like, policy doesn't matter. What matters is diversity. So funny. Oh, God. That was I mean, he got roasted, that was, but still. That was, that was the last good moment on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> that was it. Twitter shut down. Another one. Pretty cool. But it was pretty good. All right. Keep, I'm sorry. I just, I derailed you. Keep going. You're fine. Uh, it's, but it's not just that. It's, I've been really, I've been really actually sitting with this and thinking. And like, I think it's extremely clear when you, I want to take a look at 10,000 foot view. Forget Biden, forget Trump. Honestly. Yeah. When you look at both parties, they actually, there is no interaction with the American voter or the American public writ large. The parties work for themselves and they work in themselves. They work for moneyed interests. They work for Raytheon. They work for Mm -hmm. big corporations. They work for donors. And when I think about the timeline of things like environmental collapse, when I think about the people, all the kids that are starving tonight, you know, because of because of food, when I think about all the people who can't afford their rent, and I saw in the New York Times to fucking day, a an article about are there ethical evictions? Is there a way to do this more gently? Like oh I'm God. not kidding. That was in the Times. Today. Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. Brief side note, uh, <laughs> obviously, obviously, we simp for citations needed on this podcast. We we had Adam, yeah. but like their most recent episode was about um, uh, their most recent episode was on Democratic leadership's pre- predictable scapegoating of defund the police. Uh, but what they did that was so amazing is they went back to the 1860s and read New York Times opinion uh, editorial board pieces about how like we really need to leave the southerners alone when it comes to slavery because they'll make the right call if we just give them enough time and it was just so fucking perfect they were like no you can go back like 160 years in this publication's history and they are doing the exact same bullshit like note for 
fucking no. Yeah, well, that family, the Salzburgers, uh, are going to make sure that continues that way for another 160. I think if you look at that, right, like, it, it's become extremely clear that the entirety of our government has been sort of captured by private interests. There's no other way to put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the cops. No, no, 100%. The, co- the, cops will, the cops will kill you for robbing a target, but they won't process your rape kit. And, and it, it's, it, these are small things, but when you look at it, it's everything from the little to the big right like it's 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 every every i I read a i read a piece today about how like hey uh listen we did some independent study and all of these uh issues we were having over summer were police riots and then the police board and the police unions being like eh, we wouldn't really do anything differently fucking incredible yeah and it's, it's it's something i bring up all the time but like we prosecuted people for i don't smoke weed i don't give a shit about weed but we prosecute people for smoking a drug that is safer than alcohol and causes less violent crime and we throw black people in jail for that and right now on facebook some people are messaging each other huge amounts of child pornography don't do anything about that don't fund yeah, it yeah every single thing is rotten punitive and broken and only getting more so 300,000 people just died. And we're going to kill another probably quarter million, maybe more. And Joe Biden is talking about putting Republicans in his cabinet. You know, and... and uh, Joe Biden is talking about how people need to stop disrespecting his wife right. by not calling her doctor. And and this ties into... And, and our politics don't ever talk about anything material. You know, it's always like you said. It's it's the it's yeah. it's it's the, it's the doctor. You know, Jill Biden of it all. Which, by the way, call her doctor. Obviously, don't be sexist. But I want to talk about the three hundred thousand dead people, and no one will. And I just think when I think about the yeah, call call her doctor, but also like don't fuck take the fucking bait, libs. Like, guys, it was a troll. I, I you got trolled. I, I told somebody the other day this. I was like, the more interesting things that the Wall Street Journal is publishing this shit, and our media is trash. But anyway. I truly, and when I think about all the obstacles in the way of real material change for working people and the way the wealth has been weighted over the last 40 years, the complete dis, dis, uh, sort of dismemberment and sort of getting rid of any traces of the welfare state. Really, honestly, there, we don't really have a welfare state anymore. Yeah, and no, 100%. The fact that we never even got Medicare. We never even, we're the only country in the developed world without Medicare for all, basically. And... Truly, I think there's no hope. I think there's no hope on a federal level. And I think what that means is that there really isn't much hope in general because, you know, we're not going to do anything about climate change. The Paris Accords wouldn't save it. Who cares if Biden gets back on board? He's going to do fracking. I, 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 I think, and the thing is, I'm happy to do mutual aid. We should. It's the only answer, right? Like Rome fell. People had to take care of themselves. But like, this is the end. This is it. This is going to end bad and bloody because the truth is we have to do climate change stuff 10 years ago and we're not going to do it for the next 10. The Green New Deal gets laughed out of the building and that's just the whole climate is going to collapse. And we don't talk about that. It's not in the news. It should be in the news every single fucking day. We don't care that 300,000 people died and our government is going to sit there behind armed armed people who when we riot in the streets asking for them not to kill black people kill more of us i really see no path forward that isn't the violent overthrow of this system and here's the thing you can't do it these people have f-16s there is actually no path to that like i think about vietnam a lot actually uh mainly because of dennis <laughs> As you should yeah mainly because of dennis johnson but like Fifty thousand Americans died in that. Uh, we threw a lot of our poor into the grinder, and we killed over a million Vietnamese. They don't even know how many people died in that. Poison the land. Still, kids are still to this day born with birth defects. And then we just left. And like, I think the thing that makes me really sad is like to actually get the material change we need, we would have to act like the Vietnamese. But if we act like the Vietnamese, they will kill us by the millions. And I just, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a path forward, but I kind of just think like the die has been cast. This is it. Like a, a dude from Kentucky st- is stopping all everything from happening. Like one dude from a state that's fucking meaningless is able because of procedure. We are letting procedure kill hundreds of thousands of people. I, I and I just, so I just, 
I, I don't see any way forward. I don't see any way that at this point they would ever let a leftist movement happen. L- like, in, in, any, in, in any capacity. Because not only can they just buy everybody, can they just always throw everything against it. And they have all the other means of production from the media to the actual military on up. And, and so I just, I, I don't see a lifetime where this changes. I think we're going to get poorer, poorer and sicker. And that's a really crib thing to say. <laughs> You know, it's funny. You were like, yeah, I want to like let you make your point about like, uh, <laughs> you know, your mitigated reasons for hope. And then I want to shit all over all of no, them here's the thing. eternally. You are right. But the thing that sucks is that's all we get. <laughs> well, OK. All right. I'm going to say a couple things. Go for it. Most of them are an acknowledgement that like <laughs> these are this is our reality, right? Like, mm-hmm. like you're not wrong. Like you're not wrong about any of this. Um you're not wrong that like the thing that you were describing is a continuation of the process that we've been on for years. And honestly, this is a confession. And mm. I'm going to try to bring this home relatively quickly because we're on the verge of running long. But, like, yeah, you're fine. This is a confession. Um, one of my pastimes is talking with middle-aged liberals on Facebook. Why Why did you make this darker? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Because I'm sick. Why'd you go and make this, make this even sadder? Uh, because because I'm a bad person with bad intentions. You just made uh, me more depressed. <laughs> <laughs> no, you think I made you more depressed? I made me more depressed. But like, it is very enlightening because it, it actually it's like the thing that makes me agree with you the most is that I've talked to like several mid 50s uh people named variations on karen and john who who genuinely think that the world is about to get radically better under biden and that is honestly the most terrifying thing for me it's less terrifying to me that there are like 70 to 80 million people that believe that donald trump had the election stolen from him than that there are people that believe that like everything is fine now and we can all go back to brunch yeah it's more dangerous. What the it's fuck? more dangerous. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is. Like it's empirically more uh, dangerous. Better to know who your enemies are than think that you found a friend. Um, these are just facts. Yeah. When it comes to the creation of power, the acclamation of power, the the ability to create change, uh, the only thing that I can say is that when things get really bad and when free fall starts and when when shit starts getting fucking weird which is not what any of us want or are advocating for. No. We are not accelerationists, which is why I'm advocating for like care for each other, mutual aid, build worker power. But like in the event that that's what happens, math changes very quickly. And that is actually what we have seen historically is that like eh, shit gets fucking weird real quick. Um, and actually like the things that hold inimitable power that is un un topple that it is always a paper tiger oh eventually yeah um now i agree with you we are encountering there is there is one thing that is just immutable and drawing ever near and that is our climate we are going to kill our climate and then it's going to kill us yep um and that is that is yeah i don't know how you get around that uh, like it's just amazing to me that, of- that politically f- political fringe candidates like people who I like have a lot of love for, but like Bernie and AOC are like the only people being like we should spend a lot of money to take care of this, and people are like boo. <laughs> okay, to briefly yes. try to put a little sugar on Zach's black pill. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna speak biblically for a second. Mm. Whether or not we can change the state of the world, we have a responsibility to care for each other. That doesn't change. Nothing changes. At no point are we allowed the cynicism of being like, well, fuck it. Like, we are always called to love and love radically the world around us. Um, What the future holds, I cannot say. But that does not change our mission for those of us who ascribe to this this, uh, belief system. The other thing I will say is that even for people that don't, I promise you, even if this is all going down in flames, you are going to feel better at the end of the day having radically worked to like give a shit about your neighbor than you are going down being like, fuck it. Like, I love fuck it. Like, I, I have spent <laughs> some time 
in the fucking space. Uh, I have eaten an, an amount of hot dogs that can only be described as a fuck it level of hot dogs. 69. Like, I am not, I am not, okay. I am not anti the concept of momentary emotional fuck it. I think after the 2016 election, uh, me, my partner, and Zachary Allard himself all took shots out of a <laughs> AK-47 shaped tequila bottle and then ate massive burgers at two in the morning mm. because I understand the emotional value of a fuck it. But like, <laughs> fuck it as a lifestyle is really only more painful for you in the end. Like, and uh, in the meantime, there are people that could use your help. And uh, I think that is part of our calling. The questions of efficacy are real and valid, and I think they need to be engaged with more. Um, I'm not as hopeless as you, Zach, but I don't invalidate the reality that all of our power structures are driving us off a cliff. And it reminds me of how like I grew up believing that lemmings jumped off cliffs because they followed mom mentality. And actually, lemmings fought jumped off cliffs because multinational corporations <laughs> made a lot of money pushing them off the fucking cliffs, right? Yeah. Couple, like, couple. Lemmings don't fucking do that. That's not in their self-interest. Who does that is capitalists that can make money off the footage of them dying. Uh, like, that's the world we live in. We, we live in the Disney world. We live, we live in the Lemmings Disney world. Um, it's, fuck, it's fucked up. Uh, how did, how was this our vibes cast? <laughs> Because of all the good vibes we're giving. Yeah, yeah, because we're, cause we're vibing, baby. Because we're vibing. Look, um, there are good and bad vibes, okay? We didn't tell you what kind. That's true. We did not specify the nature of the vibes. Uh, maybe but maybe next week is the good vibes cast. Only time will tell. Don't don't lie to our listeners. Don't, don't you do that. <laughs> they deserve the truth. We're going to name this the bad vibes cast, and we're going to name the next podcast the worst vibes cast. Uh, no... Fuck the cynicism. There are a lot more of us than we are of them. Guillotines aren't that expensive. We can fucking do this. Uh, I I believe in the power of humanity to um, fight for what is good. I just, uh, I think think we have to acknowledge the state of reality first and build our movement together. And um, while I am... I will not say confident that like that's the thing that's going to happen. I will also say that we li- we live in a year that has seen the longest sustained protest movement in American history. It's true. Um, we live and and now there are no where... and, and now there are no police and we got rid of their guns. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> that yes, was, that was mean. That yes. was mean. That was mean. I understand. No, I understand. I think that's actually an important point to acknowledge that like. What was the fucking city uh, that lied to us and said, hey, we're going we, to do it. We're going to abolish it. Yeah. Police. Oh, just kidding. We're actually going to fund them more. BRB. Like, BRB. Yeah, that's, an Im- that's an important thing to acknowledge in this. Uh, I mean, two things are true. What we do with that information is maybe something we talk about off of this podcast. <laughs> What you what you buy with that six hundred dollars to prepare you for the future is maybe something we talk about off this podcast. <laughs> look, but like, look where we meet outside the Capitol building at a specific time is out a is, location is, with whatever we bring is, is maybe something we we really need to start a Discord is to answer this question. Yeah, uh, we need to bring this home. Yes, what I will say: there are more of us than there are of them. We are called to love our world radically. We will continue to try to follow that call. And even beyond our specific religious beliefs, there are a lot of people who give a shit. The problem is that those people have been systemically beaten down, oppressed, and manipulated for decades. And that's a that's a big hole to dig out of. I'm not promising that we're going to do it. But I am saying that, like, ultimately, the power will always reside in the people. Um, and you know what? Yes, maybe at some point they bring the F-16 f-16s and drop the bombs but like actually that's not usually how it works actually usually at a certain point power bends the knee because they know that they need something to remain in power over in the end yeah i mean i I, i'm gonna keep showing up i might take up smoking (laughs) (laughs) you should honestly zachary if there's one improvement that i can uh (laughs) offer to you for the future of this podcast you should get deep into edibles I like that for me. 
2021. I think it's a good vibe. You know what? I got Listen, we clearly fucked up the vibes, Cap. We're going to need something that gives us better vibes moving forward. I got something to look forward to next week. Let's bring this home. Let me say a couple things. Go for it. One, uh, I'm sure we'll do this at some point again as we get into the next year, but this is episode 50 for us. And for all of you that are taking the time to listen and give a shit about our opinions and thoughts and research uh it really has meant a lot it's been um my favorite part of uh this whole project uh which frankly takes a lot of work and a lot of energy and a lot of research and a lot of editing and a lot of you know things that are fun and things that aren't fun um but the best part is getting to know uh cool people cool listeners people that give a shit about this too it has genuinely this whole project has helped uh me feel more connected to the idea that like we actually aren't alone in this fight like is our team big enough yet probably not but like are there other people that like give a shit the way we give a shit absolutely and that's been really fun so thank you for everyone who has listened zach i'm sure you might have something to say that's less eloquent than what i said follow me on twitter (laughs) (laughs) god damn that was good all right okay um so thank you for everyone who's listened to the past 50. Here's to the next 50. Uh, this has been Shitty Christians. My name is Michael Tabor. You can follow me at Michael Tabor on Twitter. Zachary's name is Zachary Aller. Do not fucking follow him on Twitter. <laughs> but you should follow the pod at shitty underscore pod. Or send us an email at crappychristians at gmail.com. Check out our website, shittychristians.com. And if you wanted to give us one Christmas gift, mm. honestly... A couple more reviews on that old iTunes.com would mean a lot to little old us. Uh, I hear it helps with that their capitalist exposure. But in the meantime, if I can ask you to do two things, it's care for your neighbor as radically as you are able and uh, dismantle capitalism from the ground up. Thanks for listening, guys. Mm-hmm.